This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello and welcome to a brand new season here on the Grit Per 60 podcast. My name's Connor Farrell, you can call me TC. My name is Brendan Farrell, you can call me TCJ, though I prefer just Brendan, honestly. And this season, we're covering the Winnipeg Jets. Yes. As What? Yeah. Big, big step forward for the podcast. Uh, so yeah, we're going to be covering a lot of a lot of jet stuff twice a week. Twice a week, jet stuff. Once a week, grit per sixty around the league stuff. Yeah, all of our jets content is going on the the hockey podcast now. Hockey podcast network, and you know a little bit more about the ins and outs of how that works than than I do. I mean, yeah, I mean, really, we're just going to be uploading uh, jets centric podcasts twice a week, Mondays and Wednesdays. Yes, yes. So and we're recording sure. this on a weekend. Yeah. Yeah, it is currently 11.23 here on the East Coast. There's no need to specifically date the recording session. Anyway, this is, yeah. This we're going to get stalkers now. Yeah, well, it's fine. Um, so with, with that in mind, I'm, I'm sure, as of this moment, Kyle Connor has not signed. But I'm sure, because we're recording now, and our first, epi- our first episode comes out on Monday... He will sign on Sunday. Oh, yeah. It was, it's like when we recorded the, the day before Marner signed. Oh, yeah. That was that, annoying. I was, I, was, I was set up yeah. for uh, side note. I, I cover Florida volleyball on the side. And uh, I just remember I was sitting there in the gym waiting for a Florida volleyball game to start. And then I get a notification that's like, oh, hey, Mitch Marner has signed. Mitch Marner has signed. I was like, oh, great. It was literally like an hour after I finished uh, uploading our, our podcast that day. We're going to have to like record like a 10 minute mini segment and message uh, our, our manager. Hey, can we just edit this in to our, our Wednesday show uh, if Kyle Connor signs? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's rough. But uh, a little bit, a little bit about us. Uh, well, you already mentioned you cover Florida Gators volleyball. Florida Gators volleyball. Now, you may be asking yourself, why are you covering the Florida Gators and the Winnipeg Jets? And our response is, I don't know. This just happened. I, I, I wear I wear lots of hats. Sometimes I podcast. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I write. Um, you know, I I do the podcast here. I write at mm-hmm. the Independent Florida Alligator, the student newspaper over at the University of Florida. The eighth. Don't be that guy. Don't seventh. Place, I think now. I understand Ohio State does the the university thing, but there is no reason that every university should be the university. All right. Well, don't do that. What are you guys? What, 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 the Harvard in the Hills or whatever this? We're in the Harvard in the Hills. What? I don't know. There's no hills in Tampa. I don't know. It's so I am an alum of USF, the Harvard on the Hillsboro. That's what it is, yeah. Um, you know, I got confused for a second with um, Howie on the Hills. Howie on the Hills? Yeah. What the hell is that? It's it's, it's one of those weird places off the side of I-75. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting way off, way off yeah. track here. So how did we – how did two Florida boys end up covering the Winnipeg Jets? That's a really good question. It, um, it's, it's, a, it's a very weird situation. <laughs> yeah, so the Hockey Podcast Network basically reached out to us and said, hey uh, – we it's 
I, I don't know how much of this I should be disclosing. They basically gave us the choice of saying, hey, you can come join our network, uh, but the Winnipeg Jets are the only team that we have available. Yeah. So it's fine. Um, so full disclosure, uh, <laughs> neither of us are, are Winnipeg We're Jets not, fans. No. But neither of us are Winnipeg Jets haters. We are firmly neutral on the Winnipeg Jets, I would say. But I, I, I feel like, depending on how many seasons we cover the Jets, we might grow a fondness for the Jets. No, we'll see. Uh, full disclosure, uh, I'm a Sharks fan myself, yeah. so I'm already used to uh, West Coast start times for hockey, so that shouldn't be much of an adjustment. If, if you aren't used to Timo Meyer and Ryan Merkley comparisons to your hockey team, get ready because they are coming. He is going to bring those guys up as often as he possibly can, and on the rare occasions, he will grace us with a Joe Thornton comparison. Those are rare. Those are, those are, those are very special. This is very special, and I give them out very infrequently. Joe Thornton, still killing it in the league. It has to be said. Still a top 100 player of all time. Well, yeah, I don't think Despite whatever the NHL tells you, they're just wrong. Do they? Oh, that's right. He's not. Yeah. That's a whole different. Same with, you know, and Debbie Mulligan. We're getting off topic again. We are again. But, you know, that's our thing. So he's a Sharks fan. He's, for a while, He's been my Western Conference guy. Uh, full disclosure. Well, we're going to use that term a lot in this episode. Oh, I started using it twice and you just got full it. Dis- me, full so. disclosure. I don't know that much about the Western Conference, but I am learning. So be patient with me. Because um, he's usually asleep by the time the game's in the West Coast. This is started, true. So. We are on Eastern time here in Florida. Yeah, pretty much always. I don't know. In case we ever go on Well, sometime. okay. I say here in Florida, but like – 90% of Florida. There's that little 10% out yeah. by Pensacola that's in Central Time. Yeah. I don't know. School out west in Central Time. The school out. No, they're in Eastern Time. Tallahassee's yeah, Eastern I, Time. I don't know. I just kind of always think about the Panhandle being in Central. Anyway. Not the entire Panhandle. Anyway, anyway so Sharks here. fan, TCJ, Brendan Farrell, Sharks fan. I myself am a big Flyers fan, so. He says as he uh, wears a team. Yeah, Team North America shirt. Yeah, team North Team North America, Gosser shirt. Look, I don't. I, I was thinking about getting some Jets gear just for recording sake, um, but it wasn't going to get here on time. So it's Team North America. I don't have Jets gear. I just have this. Uh, and you know, if Brennan's going to spin out his shark t- comparisons to Timo Meyer and Ryan Merkley, then get ready for me to use Shane Gosser's bear comparisons because. I feel like, or actually, probably Travis Sanheim is probably a better comparison for the young defenseman that we're going to talk about at some point. Yeah, I was going to say, nobody on, nobody on the right side of the Jets' defense, or even the left side of the defense, I would compare to Ryan Merkley. So. Well, Everyone's good for now. For now. For now. Uh, who would do, is there anybody on the Jets who would compare to Timo Meyer? Uh, I was thinking about uh, Nikolai Ehlers. For a I almost said that. Almost said that. Well, it's because I was showing the shot impact maps maps before. Yeah, uh, we were we were looking at yeah. some advanced uh, visuals. Um, so Flyers fan, Sharks fan, a little bit of variation that'll come in handy in our uh, around the league show. Um, oh, and you might also be wondering, grid per sixty is a really weird day. Yes. Oh yeah, let's talk about grid per sixty. I didn't start this. It's fine. Um, we have a timer. Do we? Okay, yeah. good. Keep going. Uh, grip for 60. Where does that come from, Mr. Advanced? Oh, 
Mr. Sharks fan here, Brendan Farrell, is a huge hockey nerd. Well, we both are, but he is... Just watch the games, nerd. Yeah, I can't wait to get... Watch the games, Great. nerd. And what do you Florida boys know about hockey? Exactly. It's as if the best team in the NHL isn't in our state. I'm... Whoa. Just, just throwing that one down. They got swept in the first round by the Blue Jackets. On, on paper, at least. Or are you talking about the Panthers? I'm not talking about the Panthers. Not about Panthers. Or are you talking about the greatest team to grace the ECHL, the Jacksonville Icemen? Oh, yes. Clearly. That's going to be my um, prospect uh, study. I'm going to go to Jacksonville Iceman games and prepare for – that's something else we could talk about a little bit later is our connection with the Winnipeg – or one connection with the Winnipeg. We could bring it up now. We're going to get to the Grip for 60 name in a minute. But yes, yeah. we, we're just going all over the place today. It's fine. We're, currently, first currently we're, recording, we're, we're bringing up the Kings. Currently recording in Jacksonville. Uh, Brennan and I both grew up here in Jacksonville. Uh, for a while, we've you know Jacksonville has had a few minor league teams. I remember when we still had the Lizard Kings. I don't know if you remember the Lizard Kings. You were very. I, I, I really just know the, the the logo and the jersey. The Lizard Kings. and the name, obviously. I I am begging the Icemen to go back to the Lizard Kings. At the very least, the Barracuda. The Barracuda, yeah. So after the Lizard Kings folded, we had the Jacksonville Barracuda. Uh, the Lizard Kings also played in the early ECHL, too. Did they really? Yeah. That's cool. I don't know if it's early um, ECHL, but it was definitely in the uh, less stable times of the ECHL. Yeah. So the Barracuda folded, and then for a while we didn't have a team, and then suddenly we've got the Jacksonville Icemen with ECHL ties, and their NHL team is the Winnipeg Jets. Granted, it's the ECHL, so really the only guys we're ever going to see go from uh, Jacksonville to Winnipeg are the goalies. I was about to say Burden. 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 <laughs> Learning, Burdeen. <laughs> um, yeah, we had Burdeen here. Was that last season or two seasons ago? Uh, last season. Last season, he was here in Jacksonville for a little bit. We got to see Burdeen. Um, wasn't yeah. there another? No, we have briefly had another goalie, but I uh, thought we had a, uh, a forward. Oh, Jimmy Lodge. Jimmy Lodge. Yeah. I don't think he's not with the organization anymore. anymore. Oh, never mind. Yeah. He's kind of um, a bust because I think he's like a third round pick too. Was he really? Yeah, that's that's not great. <laughs> ah, Jimmy Lodge. So that's our tie with the Iceman. Or the, yeah, the Winnipeg yeah. Jets. Mikhail Burdeen was ranked as I think the seventh ranked prospect on uh Corey Promen's prospect ranking. Nice. Uh, nice. yeah. So I think so we're gonna see at some point. I don't know if in the NHL at some point this year, but who's Hellbuck's backup? Uh Eric Comrie. Comrie. He's not gonna be the future. Is he, is he starting in the – is Burdeen starting in the AHL? Yeah. No, but he's the start. I'm, I'm, I think so. I don't, back? I don't know for sure, but I think so. Okay. He's also pretty young. He's only, I think he's only like 20, 21. 20, 21, yeah. For, for goalies, that's – Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, he's rising up the as, as As they say in the Flyers organization, they need a seasoning. Yeah. Um. Uh, or as they say in Letterkenny, salt and pepper heavily to taste. Oh, but, you know, Mikhail Burdine plays the puck like he's playing NHL hits 2003. Like, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll skate it up the ice. So, you know, I saw someone, uh, it's always funny to watch people uh, react to watching Mikhail Burdine for the first time. Because <laughs> they're always like, hold up, the goalie needs to come back to his streets. <laughs> Don't give me a heart attack. 
No, he, he plays the puck. Goalie He's good. Goalie He's good. said F it and left. Yeah, I've uh, I watched him a couple times when he was here in Jacksonville. He was really good. Okay, so where does the grit per 60 name come from? It's kind of a rhyme joke between you and I for a while. Yeah. Um, it was it, it kind of it popped up more so this offseason when because the blues are big and physical, like every NHL team now needs to be big and physical. And you just have a bunch of teams now signing big and physical guys who uh, those are their greatest assets are their height, weight, and physicality. Which is odd to me because it's not that long ago that the Penguins won back-to-back Stanley Cups by doing the opposite thing. And their blue line was a who's who of guys because Chris Letang was hurt in 2017. Like, their best defense in that year was probably Brian Dumoulin. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like Brian Dumoulin after that's like, uh, Trevor Daly. <laughs> but I, I remember the first time the Penguins won the, that cup and they were just oh, like... believe me, I remember the they first were, They were so fast. Yeah. The pace of play in every game in that playoffs was just boom, 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 boom. Believe me, I've I have vivid memories of the 2016 Stanley Cup final. Oh, I know, I know you right. you're gonna get flashbacks if I keep oh, yeah. talking about no, it. No, it's like the one time I was like, hey, Martin Jones is good. <laughs> hey, you never know; he can step up this year. Yeah, no, no that was that was straight up uh, Martin Jones. But anyway, um, but no, it, it was just kind of a running joke that like yeah, good uh, for sixty. Yeah, because so I'm pretty I'm pretty analytically inclined. Yes, analytic. Um, that's a nice way of putting it. Yes, not one of those. Watch people. the game, nerd. I'm not one of those people who actually like puts out work, like really cool work. Uh, I'm more of a guy who just kind of looks at it and kind of interprets it, and you know, tweets about it and complains yeah. when uh, the lineup isn't set the way I want it. And some <laughs> some some like 29 year old guy with 10 points on the year and is six four and is 225 pounds is playing over the the kid that I really want to see. You yell at the the beat writer who's reporting the lines. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't publicly, but uh, privately, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I stare at my phone every time I see Dalton Proudin for Tim Heed, and I just <laughs> chuck my phone across the room. It's like. Uh... I don't know who it is with the Jets, but with the Flyers, we got to always go, oh, we got to yell at Dave Isaac for setting the lines because clearly Dave Isaac makes the decisions. Exactly. Um, but no, the, the Gripper 60 thing is that uh, TC and I were, were joking about how uh, teams are trying to increase their grit per 60. Uh, so like you know, hits, so, block shots. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You get these guys. Like these Warner guys. battles one. These veteran leaders that aren't really that good, it, but teams have to have them because they bring this intangible factor called grit. Like like a Patrick Maroon, for example. I feel Patrick, like Patrick Maroon, Maroon's a great example. Um, Milan Lucic now is a great example. Oh, okay. Let me let me run down my Dave Haxtell. Tyler Myers. Tyler Myers has tons of grit. Oh, that, that could run some Jets fans the wrong way. Another former Jet, Ben Chirot. Ben Chirot, current Jet. No, former yeah. Jet. Yeah, because he signed with Montreal. Um, I was going to pull out my, my Flyers guys. Chris Vandeveld, even though was grit, even though he was never really good at the game. Andrew McDonald. You know who, to me, is uh, my reigning grit for 60 champion? Who? Good old Michael Haley. Michael Haley. I don't know if he's on like a, uh, like a vet minimum deal with New York or what, or if it's a PTO, but thank goodness. You know, my favorite 
great guy, Zach Ronaldo. Traded to Boston. For Never forget pick. Zach Ronaldo for a third round pick. I I just love that. I don't, but I don't think the third round pick ever turned into anybody substantial. But it's still it's still it's still, it's still funny. funny yeah. to me. Yeah. I, uh, I totally get it. I totally get it. So grit per sixty. So it's like goals per sixty, assists per sixty, and then grit per 60 yeah it's kind of a it's like a combination of my fascination with the, with, with hockey analytics yeah. as well as just making fun of the general state of the nhl well to me it's funny because it it comes from this uh analytics side that stands for everything that uh well, okay maybe not everything but usually the people that are uh advocate for we need grit on this team are exactly the opposite for the people who are like uh, such and such per 60 who are using this analytic term. Yeah. A lot of times those two sides are at odds and it's kind of the, the marriage between those two mm -hmm. or at the very least setting them and almost ironically. Right. Yeah. And that's where I feel like, like our, our podcasting is almost, it's almost clickbait, right? Like it's like people might click on expecting us to like hate analytics and like, Completely trash it every episode. No, but we're like the opposite. And it's the total opposite. It's great. No, I, 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 I love opposite. that. Uh, well, yeah. But I'm very much a proponent for we need both analytics and the eye test. I mean, I'm, I don't hate the eye test either. I just no. feel like your eyes lie to you more than the numbers. I use I use the numbers when I don't get to watch everything, which is most of the time. That, that's that's fair. I disagree, but like that's that's fair. All right. Um, anything else? You're studying studying journalism at the University of Florida. Yeah. Um, so if you if you follow me on Twitter at bbarrel727 and you're expecting all hockey content, uh, no, be prepared to be spammed with uh, like 20, 30 tweets any night Florida volleyball plays. So. Yeah. Like, or, like like tonight, I was a little too busy to get the podcast started because I was writing a, a gamer. So you but. And you also tweet out Florida football as well. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's just part of, you know, that's just part of being a student at UF. Well, not only being a student at UF, but being a sports journalism major at UF. If you work in sports, if you do anything with sports at UF. I'm a journalism major with uh, specializing in sports and media. But, yeah. Oh, jeez. Um... So that's what you do. You are a journalist. So this is kind of your thing. Yeah. I have a degree in public health and am working as a prevention counselor with Epic Behavioral Health. So my day job has nothing to do yeah, with. Yeah, you just do this for with, kicks. Yeah, and this is, yeah. This is just my side. Me, I'm trying to, uh, me, I'm trying to pad my resume here. You, yeah. You, you're just here. I just think it's fun. Yeah. I think it's fun. And I hope I piss some people off. I mean, what, what, what's, what are podcasts for if they don't spark debate? Right. And as, you know, as a Flyers fan, I, I feed off of people hating me. Live for it. So, you know, every time you boo a Flyers fan, just remember, they live for that. You were uh, molded by it, really. Molded by it. But let's get to the news of the day. News of the day. That? Okay. We can talk about if you want to talk about hockey, we can talk about something other than ourselves, I guess. Let's just bury the lead 20 minutes into our first episode. Well, I mean, we got to tell the people yeah, who no, we yeah, are, no. what we do. 
Yeah. So uh, first of all, uh, our season preview of the Jets will be our second episode. A little weird, but recent team news kind of shifted the whole schedule around. For the record, I wanted it to be our first episode. Yes, but I put the kibosh on that because it would be weird to talk about about Patrick Line signing, uh, you know, like almost a week later. I know. Well, by the time it comes out, it will be. Yeah. So that's actually probably yeah. a good call. But see, I still feel like it's more natural to have it is, the first but to be the you know, preview. sometimes news just doesn't care about your schedule. Well, ain't that the truth? Um, I should be the one saying that, not you. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so Patrick Line finally signed today. I was honestly expecting him to end up playing a few games in Europe and signing around Thanksgiving. So. Yeah. Uh, so for those who did not hear, uh, clearly if you don't follow us on Twitter at grit for 60 pod, subtle plug, uh, Patrick Line signed a two year extension for 6.7 million per year mm-hmm. to, uh, I thought was a pretty good deal for both sides. Yeah. yeah a, a decent deal. And I, I get the sense that this is not the deal that Line wants, um, nor is it the one he deserves. <laughs> Um, well, but the thing about Line is it's so hard to predict how he's going to play uh, because his entire value is on based on, is he going to score goals? Yeah. That's his value. Is he going to score goals? Cause his value isn't going to be, well, he's going to back check. Well, he's going to forecheck. Well, he's going to create zone entries. He's going to create plays. He's going to get you. No, it's, he's going to score goals. That's his entire thing. And when you have, this season, um, good. It, yeah, I'm good. Uh, is you know when you had the season that he did last year, where he had an amazing November and like nothing else really, but before that he was the, the goal. Well, not the goal king, but he was scoring. You know, with some regular pace, and you can say, okay, we can set something on that. But last year kind of derailed all that. Yeah, uh, that's, that's fair. Um, one of the things that I liked about this contract for, for Lina is that it's two years. You know, it came off his worst year as a pro. And obviously, he wasn't going to sign for big money for a long term. Uh, and you kind of feel like there is a little bit of hostility on both sides. Yeah, a little bit. You get, I mean, when you hold out this long, there's got to be a little bit of hostility. Well, right? Plus, there was that thing that came out that Lina feels like he wants to be played on the top line with. with Shifley and, and Kyle Connor. Yeah, but I, I just I think to start the season you have to have if it as long as you bring in Kyle Connor you have to have that top line of Connor Shifley Wheeler like and I did and I I, I I don't think he's giving his his second line teammates enough credit I think Ellers is a fantastic player to play with yeah I I don't know who's gonna step into that second line center role this season. Um, Brian Little. Brian Little. He could be good. Um, probably not to line he's, A's. He's more of a third line center. Probably. Um, but someone's got to, someone's got to do it, but I don't, you know. Yeah. Like that, like that's completely fair. Uh, analytically, Patrick line A is an interesting player to evaluate. He doesn't really drive play. <laughs> he's not particularly great. in in his defensive zone. He's he's not good in his defensive zone, really. And uh, you would think for a guy who is so good offensively that the Jets would be 
a lot better mm. in the offensive zone, but not. <laughs> um, so, but no, his 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 entire value is on his is on his shot. Like it or not, that's where his value is. Yeah. Um, I looked took a look at uh, Micah McCurdy's player impact profile on him. Uh, basically, the biggest thing that sets him apart from anyone else is his uh, plus twenty two percent shot uh, shooting percentage relative to the rest of the league, mm-hmm. which is pretty darn good. And I think I think some of it is I think some of the struggles last year were due to just a drop in shooting percentage. It's hockey. Dumb things happen. I feel like a lot of times whenever people try to ask questions and do think pieces on like why something's happening, it's just it's hockey. You know, sometimes the bounces don't don't go your way. Um, you know, before before last season, he had shooting percentages of seventeen point six and eighteen point three. Last season, it dropped all the way down to twelve point two. Average shooting percentage of fifteen point nine. It's um. You know, obviously, it's it's a it's a bit of a ways from uh, where he was, but I feel like he can still be better than where he was last year. Yeah, uh, the thing I like about this this contract, I'm just going to totally disregard everything you said and Thanks. and uh, make my own point. This happens all the time. It doesn't even have to be about hockey. Um, like the thing I like about this contract is he's taking that shorter bridge bridge uh, term. And kind of betting on himself. That's one of the reasons I like these RFAs taking these bridge deals right now. The thing that's odd to me, though, is it's two years instead of three. Like, that's a really quick turnaround for a uh, contract like this. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it uh, – I'm looking this up right now. I don't know if it ends – I don't know if it's – I think he's still an RFA on upon expiration, but I'll, I'll double-check on that. And I, I don't know if – the shortened term is has to do with um, I don't know. The shortened term has to do with that he just wasn't on the same page as the organization, and he's just trying to get back into it as quickly as he can. Or, or if the organization was said, well, okay, if that's what you want, this is the, the term we're willing to give you, or what happened there. But I just, I just find that to be odd. Yeah, he's still a, he's still an RFA uh, when when his contract expires, so that makes things interesting. Certainly, I mean, I'm, I'm, I tweeted this from our account earlier, but I'm, I'm sure Winnipeg fans are just thrilled with the idea of doing this all over again in two years. Yeah, right. Because um, that was the thing with the Mitch Marner thing. It was like, it's a lot of money, but hey, we don't have to deal with the trade rumors, yeah. the trades and the contract rumors again for another six years. And now you almost get the feeling that like any time, because this, this, this contract is only two years, that like any time – uh Lionese play suffers it's like all right we need to trade him yeah. all right you know and I, I just i just don't get yeah the even the idea of, of trading a good young player like line when he's at his lowest yeah because then you're not getting you're not getting the value that you yeah. can get out of him uh and it, but the doing it for this kind of term and the way it's structured it does kind of make it a very movable contract if you need to move it if you know because people are already saying that maybe the jets window to win a cup is closing or has closed and if that's looking like the case in a year and a half which we will be talking about tomorrow yeah though that episode won't come up until wednesday but yeah subtle it's another subtle shameless plug um you know that comes up if, if a year and a half that's 
worse than it is now and you need to move a contract, you need to move a body, that could be your guy. And what what happens to, to me, I, I look at this and I go, well, what happens if Veselainen becomes the player that, that they think he's going to be? I mean, Veselainen isn't going to reach the heights of Lainen. He's not going to reach the heights of Lainen, but do you think it makes him – maybe expendable isn't the word, but you don't have to have that pure goal scorer on your line and maybe you can move him for some other – for another piece. Yeah, I, I just don't I just don't get it. I don't think – I mean, the Jets don't have anyone of Lainen's value in, in their pool because if they – if they did, he'd be on. He'd be on the team. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, do the Jets have some talent in the pool? Sure. You know, do they have a couple well, of younger players on, on their team? Yeah, sure. Um, but it's you know, it's not like you're just going to replace Line A on the from the farm. You know, from within. Right. Right. Um, so. I don't, so where does this? Where does this put the team as far as? Um, Kyle Connor situation. Does this? How do you think this cap situ- this impacts how they approach Kyle Connor? Uh, we won't really know until we know what happens with Bufflin, because mm. right now, I mean, without Bufflin, they have almost 15 million in cap right. space, right? Like I, I, I did a double take when I checked the uh, Jets' cap friendly page after the line deal, and then I realized that they weren't factoring in Dustin Bufflin. Like if, if Dustin Bufflin doesn't come back, yes, that opens up a lot more money for Kyle Connor. I yeah. imagine that his deals oh, yeah. a little bit more than it would be. Yeah. Um, the other thing um, I was thinking about with uh, Line A was this season is right around the corner. How game ready is he right now? Like, I know that's hard for you and I to answer. It's more of a question for someone in the organization, but they can't start him game one, can they? It depends. I mean, I don't. I'm not super on top of his training in Europe, but um, that's for them to decide. You know, even if he can only play like 15 minutes, I would imagine that they would do that. Yeah. Okay. Um. And what's what's difficult about the, I, I I guess if you if you need him to play 15 minutes, play in 15 minutes. Um, but I, the only reason the, the biggest concern that I have is the Jets start the season with a um, three games in four days. It's tough. They start with the back to back. They start. Yeah, certainly that's tough. Uh, I believe they start either in New York and then in New Jersey. I know those are the two teams. I, I believe they're the away team in both games. At least that's how the NHL likes to schedule it. Um, and then they've got a day of rest and then another game. Uh, and if you're if you're if you're Line and, you, and he's been sitting out for this entire time, and he's got what you know a, a week, not even a week, because by the time he gets to camp or wherever the team is that the team is on the road. Only have a couple days. He's only going to have a couple days because they got they they got travel to uh, New York. Yeah. Too. So. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's the Rangers on Thursday, mm-hmm. October third, start yeah. the season. The Devils the day after they get a day off and then they play the Islanders. So exactly what I said. Yeah. I just wasn't specific. I just, want, yeah, about I just, that I just wanted to confirm. Yeah. Um. And I just. That's just a very difficult position to put Paul Maurice in. 
I mean, yeah, but I mean, the whole team is kind of a difficult position to put Paul Maurice <laughs> in, so it kind of fits in. Well, I mean, what if what if you put, can put Jack Roslovic on that second line role to start the season? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying that I wouldn't be surprised to see Line A play. Because again, if, even if Line A is only available for like 10, 15 minutes, yeah, like, yeah shoot, yeah, I'm going to play Patrick Line for 10, 15 minutes. Even if it's only for like uh, I don't know five minutes of five on five, but like another five minutes of power play time, yeah, I'll, I'll probably dress Patrick Liney for that. I I see your point. I just plus I would also imagine that he knew where contract negotiations were going, and I yeah. imagine he's 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 in shape. Like I would I'm imagine, sure I would imagine in that... shape, but there's a difference between coming into camp in shape and leaving preseason in game shape. I, I get that, but still, I, I would, I would bet that Patrick Laine is maybe not mentally in game shape, but he's physically in game shape, and I don't think that prevents Paul Maurice from putting him in the line. I guess. Because um, I mean, think about last year. I'm pretty sure William Nylander pretty much immediately got into the starting lineup when he signed. That's that's fair. That's fair. Um, but the, I, the the Leafs wouldn't lean on Nylander nearly as much as the Jets would lean on. Line, don't you think? I mean, there's there's a pretty considerable gap there. Yeah, certainly, but you know, I'm just I'm just saying. Um. So, do you have any other thoughts on this line A situation? No, I mean, I think all things considered, it came out pretty well for both sides. Uh, it will create some very interesting discussions in a couple of years. Yeah. But for right now. It's totally fine. I think that um, I don't know. I, feel, I, I get a feeling that like the Jets might luck out here, and I think that you'll see a, a good season, like a really good season from Patrick Laine mm-hmm. this year. Uh, you know, especially you know, he might feel a little disrespected that he only got six, six and three quarters. Yeah, I mean, he could. He, I I think he should come out very hungry. And again, I think if if his thought process is, I'm going to bet on myself to do really well in these two seasons and then cash a major payday, then by all means come out ready to play hungry. Um, I just personally have a hard time penciling them in for, you know, what 40 goals this season, just because I don't know where his shooting percentage is going to be. I don't know. Like I mean, you can say that about anybody. <laughs> no, but with Flynn, it's that's an important thing to consider. Is yeah. how how no, I, I get how what, is his, what is his scoring going to be like this? Yeah, season? you know, I, I get what you're saying, but also at the same time that like his shooting percentage went down by a lot last year, and his average was still 15.9. You know, so yeah, he's he's a good shooter. Shooters shoot. Yeah, and I think you're going to see a rebound year out of him. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um. I think I think that's good for for our first yeah episode. for our first episode first episode of Jets talking sure uh, so I guess on our next episode which will come out Wednesday we'll discuss Kyle Connor and hope that that doesn't change between now and then and by the time Dustin Bufflin Dustin Bufflin we can talk no. about Dustin Bufflin yeah I feel like I feel like the Dustin Bufflin more is one is a little more immediate and that might be something that might uh, not age well but we'll see. <laughs> Um, overall outlook on the team playoffs, no playoffs 
Bubble tea, don't spoil it. Yeah, no, I was just saying you'll you find out. You look like you're about to spoil mm. it. I got okay. I'm just picking up what you're putting down. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I'm just trying to not be exactly half of an 11 and a half pound Black Forest ham. I appreciate that. Well, anyway, uh, feel free to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at grit for 60 pod. Uh, you can find our podcasts on Spotify and iTunes. Just type in grit slash 60. should pop up pretty easily. You can also find us on Twitter. I'm at TC underscore nine Oh four. And as mentioned earlier, uh, I am at bferrell727. Yeah, so thank you all for watching and have a good one. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.